Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Alyssa. Happy April 2nd. April 2nd. It's my mom's birthday. Um, we're going to play a virtual board game with my brother and his girlfriend and my, my stepdad as well. Oh, um, cute. She's making, she's she's so uh, excited to start uh, sewing masks for people. So that's very nice. Oh. And she's like doing uh, many different colors from Joanne's fabrics. Hopefully if the fabric arrives, because I think a lot of people are ordering things. But I thought that was very sweet of her. That's so cute. What a Which sweet little project. Leads me to my next question. What kind of um, activities are you doing in your quarantine to try to stay calm? Because things are starting to get a little, uh, a little bit more stressful every day, it seems they- like. We really are feeling a little bit more cooped up all the time. Uh, I've been doing a lot of these pop uh, sugar fitness videos taught by uh, Marnie. I will, I don't know, I guess I should like link them in the Instagram because they're really great. And I'm not even one, like I'm not very good at working out. And I, this is like a weird backdoor brag that I have in quarantine, but only a handful of times. But I'm telling you her presence is so spectacular. She's just like, has this infectious kind of joy and she says really inspiring things in her videos and she does in her classes in real life that I miss so much but those have been helping me through although I will say Fredo cannot handle (laughs) when I work out in the apartment and I get why like it is it is kind of crazy right it's confusing yeah and like the mat is like he's like oh well this is for me yeah I'll roll out the mat and he'll just sit in it and play on it and I'm like no and then any kind of like crunches or sit-ups or like push-ups just blow his mind and he comes up and he starts barking and trying to eat my ponytail so if any dog owners out there have tips about how to calm their pup the fuck down i'm here for it please message us that's so funny too because since he was a little puppy which now he's like a big teenager dog he likes to lay on your guys's um kitchen mat and so i see like a yoga mat is like a proper size for him now. that's such a good point i haven't even thought of that yeah now this fits him a lot better and he's like this is perfect this is for me right no (laughs) this is for me to connect with marnie and do bar okay that's so cute i love that do you have a quit like i was talking to another girlfriend about she was like i just have have like 10 or 25 pound weights and some of the uh workouts call for like one weight or two or three like little kind of isometric mm-hmm, workouts mm-hmm. and uh someone else was like you should just do it with cans of soup <laughs> that's not a bad <laughs> idea I've seen you know you see dudes doing like one gallon uh water bottle things look I have such poor upper body strength that like you know, just my own weight of my body is fine. <laughs> like holding <laughs> yeah. my arms out for like three minutes or whatever is like a real workout for me. So I, I don't feel like I need to add anything. I do have those um like little resistance bands that you put around your legs and stuff. And we've oh. been doing some bicep stuff with those. Those are pretty good. That makes sense. I need to get some stuff like that. Are you uh, doing anything that's helping you stay 
peaceful? I started doing uh, yoga with Adrienne, which is this woman who's like, she has like six and a half million followers or something like that. But her voice is very calming. She has a lot of her older uh, yoga videos on YouTube for free. And there's all different, they have like all different intentions. So you can do some for back pain. You can do some that are like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes. She's really great. And then um, she has an app too, if you really like her. And I think it's like $10 a month. So that's pretty good. And then I do the class with Taryn to me which is right. an insane workout that has a lot of like noise making and sometimes makes you cry but it's very cathartic I can so. only imagine what I w- I've been waiting I want to do that but like imagine what Fredo is gonna do yeah he's, just he's gonna freak he's gonna think you're like it's it's biting jumping time yeah exactly <laughs> like, well um, thanks to Adrian Marnie and to me right to me yes for getting us through. Yeah, thank you so much. And sorry if this is annoying. We just, uh, it seems like it's getting less and less okay to, you know, sort of venture into the world. So we're trying to share tips about what we can do just on our own living room yoga mat. <laughs> yeah, living room yoga mats. Um, let's talk about this week. Uh, we have, oh my gosh, I watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians for the first time in like 10 years. And, and it what did you think? blew my mind. Like, <laughs> First of all, these women, okay, if you think about where this show started, it was, like, so silly and so, like, sort of bubblegum, and now, I mean, the last time I watched this, it was, like, Big Sister Kim teaches Little Sister Kendall, like, how to do a catwalk, and Kendall was, like, too frustrated to stick with it, and she's never going to be a model if she can't work through her catwalk, (laughs) and now it's literally, like... Uh, Kylie uh, is supposed to open for Balmain and um, I'm offering Kim's mom is like offering like $400,000 for her to cover and like she you know Courtney is like complaining about not wanting to do glam and we're watching this during a pandemic I mean it's just so (laughs) insane they're like the most powerful people in a reality, uh, certainly in a reality show, maybe in the world, it's like crazy to see. I mean, Tristan Thompson was like so involved in this episode, mm-hmm. which I was shocked with. Like, Food God's listening face is like terrifying because it doesn't move anymore. <laughs> like, yep. it's he so scares weird me to see these people that you like hear bits and pieces about in the world if you don't watch the show. And obviously, like Kanye used to be like that too. Like, Kim and Kanye were friends, and he would occasionally pop in when she was doing a photo shoot, and then they sort of just gave up and married each other. And like, <laughs> to see the level of detail in these people's lives, like, I'm so shocked that they're still doing this show. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of like, at least the end of last season and starting with this one, that's like part of the drama is whether or not they want to keep up doing the show. Yeah. And it is, I just love it. They are at every single second of their lives living in the height of luxury. Yes. It's, it's like the set pieces in this are wild. Like they're just their homes alone when they're like having arguments, sitting on their couches or sitting in their kitchens. I just spend the entire time in awe of their amazing gigantic home Tristan came over and like sat down for dinner in their backyard and he was like what's the theme and I was like there's a dinner theme (laughs) like (laughs) what and they were like uh lemonade and they were like it's so weird that Tristan's here and I'm like what's the theme (laughs) like and it really was there was like lemons in the fresh cut 
flowers in the crystal yeah. vase. It's like so it's insane. They're the they have people so alive. much time and money and they care so much about aesthetic in every way that you can care about aesthetic. Like they are, it seems like somewhat talented event and party planners. Like yeah. every season, one sister plans a birthday party for the other sister or for the other niece or nephew. And these parties, while they hire like very famous party planners, they like say that they're production designed by Kylie or Chloe or Kim. And they're unbelievable. And in this episode, exactly, we saw this like dinner um, set piece. What are they called? Like, what are those things called where they're just like table decorations for dinner? I'm mm. so not even fancy. I don't. I have know no what that idea. Word is. Just like table decor or yeah, like centerpieces. Like centerpieces. Okay. <laughs> like they're like like Chloe had enough time to just like make all these like lemon centerpieces. She was like, "Thank you, so cute. Did it myself." Also, like, it totally tracks before the rumor that I said about Courtney not wanting, like, a crew to eat lunch in their house, in her house during a break when they're filming her, like, Mm -hmm. and making them eat in the driveway. Like, this totally tracks with her whole beef in this season. She's really digging an unlikable hole into the ground. It's crazy. I'm like, why would you keep doing the show and present yourself in such a terrible way? Like, just quit the show. It's fine. We have so much other stuff to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen some in my like little discover part of Instagram, some um, accounts that are like coming to Courtney's defense and they're like, Chloe and Kim are so mean to court, like whole fan pages. And I'm like, this must be, this is dark. Like I totally understand too. Uh, I mean, we've talked a little bit about, you know, I don't know what it's like to have a sister and having three actually slash five because they're, they're uh, stepsisters too, I guess. Half sisters. Half sisters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 because Chris is their mom as well. Sorry, I'm, you know, it's uh, it's been a week. Um, Keep up, Alyssa. They, they're all so successful and they're all so beautiful in such different ways. And so naturally there's going to be like competition there on top yeah. of, you know, having five women in your family, like to, it's just a tough dynamic to navigate. So I totally understand that like one of them is probably always going to be the odd man out and it's probably going to switch over time. However, I'm like, Courtney, (laughs) you're like, Chloe literally told you like, just wake up and, and think about things that you're grateful for, for 10 minutes before you start your day. And there's like an entire camera crew here that's getting paid way less than you for way more work, to be honest. And like, you can't, you can't even pretend to receive that. But then I also think with the Kardashians, like there's such incredible marketing geniuses and they know how to craft a story. I mean, they've been doing this for 17 years on this show. Like are they just making Courtney the heel on purpose to have a storyline? I wonder. Line, and they know? do they do such a good job at everything is so intentional and everything seems to be so crafted. And there was a story that leaked, like air quotes leaked, that after this was like right when they first started shooting and Kim and Courtney get in that big cat fight at the end of this episode. Right. They stopped shooting that day. Chris saw the dailies and burst into tears and they had to halt production for two weeks. Yeah, that's like what I, Kim said. She was like, my fight with Courtney, with Courtney was so bad that we like couldn't even be in the same room or yeah. something like that. And you have to go like, of course, I it's it's perfect because I read that and I go, oh, my God. Yeah. And then I go, Taylor, no, wake up. <laughs> I, I also think it's like you would rather have you control the narrative. Right. So if you have the villain within your own family and you just figure out what the fight is between the 
girls that are on the show. It's better than having someone from outside the family accuse any of them of anything. You right. know what I mean? Like it's right. controllable. It's absolutely. And I think we're seeing that too with the Tristan plot. Yeah. Because this like staged Tristan running into Kim while she's shooting thing is it's such wild. bullshit. Also, and like, can him- we just talk about the Jordan Woods of it all? That's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why is he's allowed to come back because he had a baby with her? Like, Mm -hmm. it's I just don't understand. I know. I know. And like, (laughs) I don't know how it's so wild, too, because I don't know if you watched any of the Kylie show. It was like Life of Kylie. No. Had one season. Jordan and her were like basically sharing a bed. Yeah. Like they could not have been closer. And to have her just overnight completely excommunicated had to yeah. move off of Kylie's property yeah is so wild and yeah Tristan's just back in the Chilling, fold hanging out in the backyard just hanging out in the backyard Kim's joking around yeah <laughs> I did think it was nice and maybe this is stupid you know the scene where like Chloe comes into Kim's giant closet full of every designer you can imagine yeah <laughs> and says like hey dude like I love you but it's a little weird for me to have Tristan around without our daughter there and Mm -hmm. Chloe and Kim I thought she was going to be defensive and she immediately was like oh did I get too much in your business again and I was like oh that's nice it's nice that she's being like a little bit reflective and I do (laughs) think it's tough when I can't imagine being in Chloe's scenario but I have been in a scenario where I've like invited an ex back into my life and you do sort of have to manage your friend's expectations and behavior at that time yeah it's like yeah if they're if they are too welcoming too quickly you're like hey but don't forget that this guy fucking cheated on me yeah but also you're like but I also kind of want to get back together with him so can you guys play cool like it's a weird and not even saying I mean word has it that Chloe and Tristan are quarantining together so there's just you know what what in what world are they not getting back together I my mind is blown. Isn't also, that crazy? Can we get Kendall pregnant so Ben Simmons will be on the show? Like, I want that baby so bad. Where is Ben? What, why has he ever popped up on any episode? No, right? No, he seems no. very private. I yeah, don't no. And she like she doesn't tease. film as much either. But she doesn't film. They never like go with her. By she, I mean Kendall. Uh, to other cities. Like we only ever see Kendall and she's back in L.A. I'm. I would love to see Kendall in downtown Philly. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, she goes, like, I have sat behind her, you know, I was very lucky to get Lakers Sixers tickets with Mike, and I watched her, like, hug his mom, and, like, she was not on her phone the entire time at the game, like, she watched all of it, like, it was very, I mean, she seemed very much into the relationship. Oh, yeah, I've also seen her boo Tristan at a Sixers Cavs game. Wow, that's fun. I was over the moon. I love that. (laughs) That's insane. This, I mean, there's so much to say about this family. I'm so excited that I picked up this show. Uh, Yes. It's, uh, I could, we could seriously spend the whole podcast talking about it. I know. Well, Um, and we're going to do a Keeping Up uh, episode coming up soon with my co-star from Dave, Christine Coe. Yes. 
Um, also, by the way, congrats on all the amazing coverage <gasps> Dave is getting. Deadline said it's like just surpassed Atlanta as the FXX's most watched comedy. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I, That's yeah. so awesome. It feels wonderful, but it also just feels so crazy and surreal and bizarre to get during this like really shitty, shitty time. Yeah. Because uh, it feels like I, it felt like an April Fool's prank. And we yeah. got the letter yesterday and it was like, ah. Uh, what is real anymore? Like, yeah, I don't Donald Glover is probably at home. Like, well, not everyone wasn't locked inside. Yeah. My show premiere. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. We also like Atlanta. and We like Donald Glover. This so. is very true. Yeah. I, I had like appointment viewing to watch Atlanta years ago when it first came out. I like, I even watched an episode with Dave when it came out like years ago. And cause it was right after we did pillow talking and we were talking about how excited we were for Atlanta. So to be in this world now with the show doing That's so, so awesome. well, is amazing, wow. but it's, it's hard to I'm like I feel so disconnected from people that it's really hard for me to wrap my head around people watching the show like yeah. like I just feel so in my little bubble and I like hang out with Tony and my dog and I get to talk to you twice a week like and someone's I, and then like I, coming up to you at Whole Foods in a mask and being like I love Dave and you're like yeah. Please stay away from me but thank you so much Please don't touch me <laughs> yeah I'm just like who's gonna recognize me with my mask and my gloves on yeah those like, are the super on. fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool um should we talk about Vanderpump oh let's talk about Vanderpump what what is your take on this whole number? Okay, so I feel vindicated because I consistently say Schwartz is evil and dark and secret and people like don't necessarily see it. And this whole Whoa, interaction. we saw it. I was like, okay, this is exactly who I think this guy is. Yeah, you, I guess, nailed it. And it came to him so dangerously uh, quick. Yeah. To just be like, this is why I don't fuck my wife. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He like, was literally like pretending to throw up when she was speaking. Yeah. Like I, I would be so, and she was like hurt, but was also, but not like aghast. Like she was just like, stop that stop. And you're like, Oh my God, that would be just relationship ending yeah. for most people. But I do think <laughs> to be a slight devil's advocate, their fight started over a prank that was pulled where fake cops came to the house and arrested Sandoval. Mm -hmm. And she was saying it wasn't funny. It mm -hmm. was like triggering. It was insensitive. And she was upset about it. And I do when when she first started, both her and uh, Ariana started with that whole thing everybody else is laughing having a good time I was like guys stop you're being such buzzkills like just don't <laughs> like even if you were turned off by it you could just be like "Ugh, gross didn't like that and like complain about it later but then Tom, like Tom goes fucking nuts and is ripping her a new asshole and I was like no she sort of has a point what are you doing this yeah. is so mean I was like so the way they presented it was Katie said that she thought it was insensitive in her um like in her interview separate from the actual event and I was like wow this is the first good point Katie's ever made it is kind of <laughs> insensitive and then I was like okay I agree with her and then when she started doing it at the party I was like Okay, there's a time and a place. See, you know? yes, like yes, that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> I was like, when I just am seeing them first, just kind of like be like grouches about it at the party. I was like, come on, don't like fucking this is a whole thing. Like, just let them laugh if they think it's funny. And then, yeah, later looking at it in like a bigger picture, it's like, ah, this is like really not the best prank. Like, we can all agree it is not the best prank. And there is certain people certainly have uh, reason to dislike it. But. I 
uh, it just got so out of hand so fast. I don't even know what I think about also, it Also, like, why is Rand so willing to throw his money around for Jax? I don't understand. Yeah, he has, like, a weird man crush on Jax, I don't get he? it. Maybe because they're both 40? I don't know. Or in their 40s, <laughs> by the way, which was a shock to hear Rand was only in his 40s. Yeah. <laughs> true. Like, wow. I was like, oh, Lala, you're sticking this out long term. Dude. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Um, it's very confusing. I uh, I also thought it was like, you know, Sandoval was basically trying to like beat the shit out of Schwartz so he would stop talking because he's yeah. a good friend. He's like, don't, don't do this. You're going to regret this. Yeah. He's know. like, stop, stop, stop. And Bo too. Bo was like, hey, yeah. man, you've got to stop. That was nice to see. Both of those guys like sticking up for their ladies being like, yo, n- not, not okay. Not the time or place. Not, not how you should be speaking to them. That was nice. Speaking of Vanderpump, I do have a confession to make. Uh-oh. And I don't want you to judge me. Okay. I don't want the listeners to judge me. But I need you to know that me undies had a sale of their onesies for 50% off. Okay. And I got a onesie. And the print of the onesie is dinosaurs. <laughs> but it is not a dinosaur onesie. Uh, you know, I think the fact that it's made of a, a comfortable fabric and not just a plastic tube to encase, which honestly, you know what? Bo is kind of a genius because that's probably the safest place to be in public in that fucking dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaur costume. There's like literally <laughs> plastic all over your body. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now it's more like a hazmat. It suit, is like a anything. hazmat suit. So, you know what? I take back our judgment of the dinosaur suit. Every He should wear it wherever he wants. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Great. I think you, anything that makes you comfortable and fashionable at this time, it, that's like relatively affordable. I'm not going to judge anybody. Oh, so. dude. It's so, I, it's like hashtag not an ad because I pay for it but <laughs> me this is so freaking comfortable talking about what makes us happy during this really stressful time and I love this onesie so much yay that's great but I put it on and I was like fuck Alyssa is gonna be mad at no, me no, no. I mean there's a difference between just wearing a straight up Halloween a blow up Halloween costume and wearing a onesie obviously but at this time I think everyone should wear whatever protects them from this virus so thank you thank you get your t-rexes you. out everyone <laughs> Um, we have an amazing episode this week. Uh, yes. Taylor Cox, who's a writer on the show Single Parents that's on ABC, and she also hosts the fabulous podcast Hills I Die On, which has had like some really incredible guests, including Mike Schur, who created Parks and Rec and wrote on The Office, and he's really, really amazing, and I'm very starstruck that she had him on, his, on her podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to talk about Carol Baskin from Tiger King. Fuck yes. And it's awesome. Alyssa says it in the interview, but people, if you haven't finished, go finish Tiger King. Yeah. At don't... least for this episode, finish episode two. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, I really think like don't, you know, screw yourself over by not by like spoiling it from just one character's perspective. Like there's so many different perspectives and we just focused on Carol mostly. Mm-hmm. So really go watch the show, p- pause the podcast and then come back and listen to what Taylor had to say about it fierce all right enjoy the interview cool cats and kittens Oh, here, kid, kid. Oh, mama's got some 
All right, today we have a very special guest to talk about an incredible show, an unprecedented show that I don't think uh, anybody saw coming, but I'm so glad it's in our life. Um, We have Taylor Cox, a writer and comedian on Single Parents and host of the fabulous podcast, Hills I Die On. Welcome to the pod, Taylor C. Hi, (laughs) thank you for having me. We have Taylor's. Taylor and then Taylor C now. Yeah, it's um, it had to happen. You guys came on mine. It needed mm-hmm. to like be. We needed to be done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a uh, less uh, still a less successful Taylor on your podcast, so it's not as big of a flex. Oh. But like we're doing the best. I we would argue now. not. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about Carol Baskin from Tiger King today. I want to say to anybody who's listening to this, if you have not watched Tiger King, I would recommend saving this episode until you have. There's like a trillion turns in the series. It's so excellent, and I don't want to rob anyone from the pure experience of watching it. Um, All right. I'm so thrilled (laughs) to talk about this woman, and I'm so happy that in the last few days, Britney Spears has somehow gotten in the mix of the Carol Baskin story. Um, Taylor, do you want to do a little rundown about uh, why you wanted to talk about Carol specifically? Because I know you're a big reality TV fan and could have talked about anybody. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, I mean, during this insane time of crisis, to have this show like rise up and become this like cultural phenomenon that has given us something to think about and talk about that is not a global pandemic alone was like such a gift (laughs) on top of it who would have thought we would be gifted this feminist icon Carol Baskin who you guys she does it all she's <laughs> she's tr- she truly does it all if we're talking like look did she kill her husband I'm sure we'll get to that she may have but above <laughs> all else Carol has like fully like risen above so much adversity she has been people have threatened to kill her people have like slandered her. her name she overcame an abusive relation a relationship and she is like What could be more feminist than rising above all that and becoming like this business owner, entrepreneur who like is more resilient than any woman I can point to on TV right now? And honestly, and so I've done a little bit of research since the show premiered and prep for this podcast, and she was not pleased with how she was portrayed on the pod. And I feel like we're single handedly going to do a redemption tour at this point because she had like five or six insane men coming for her saying she was like a bitch and all this stuff and she comes out looking like amazing aside from possibly murdering her ex who also seems like an asshole fully I mean it's so crazy (laughs) not only did she hijack like all of these men's careers at once and like become like the absolute tiger queen or whatever they had chironed but she also fully hijacked the entire Netflix special becoming like the only person that I personally cared about and is like the, the most tweeted about like people are obsessed with her for obvious reasons like she's an unflappable fearless entrepreneur woman like people love to hate on that and she doesn't care like I genuinely believe that all the flack she's getting she's seen it before she doesn't care what we all have to say about her like she doesn't need us to do this to her but we're gonna do it anyway because it's fun as hell yeah exactly um I will say (laughs) One thing I wanted to say that I read about her husband that's so insane that she said herself. So she kind of like did this interview where she went through point by point and refuted what the documentary was insinuating. And one of the things they used as proof that she murdered her husband was a restraining order he tried to take out against her saying that she like threatened to harm him. In her rebuttal of this, she said when she got her period every month, 
her husband would go to Costa Rica because he liked to have sex with her daily, and he she was useless to him during the week she had her what? period. What? And so during that week, she would, and this part doesn't really make sense to me, but she basically would go, like, throw away all the junk he had on her property, and so he tried to get the police to make her stop throwing away the junk while he was, like, doing God knows what in Costa Rica. Um, and they said that that, like, they couldn't do anything unless he took out a restraining order. So he took out a restraining order and basically said, like, she threatens me. So she would stop throwing away his junk. What in the world? This, this, is, this is, like, how the whole documentary felt to me in that everything is so crazy. I don't know what to believe. Because Same. that's just bat shit but also believable I mean she did say she was like honestly whenever he went to Costa Rica I would go like neuter a bunch of our animals because she didn't want to keep breeding them and I was like wow I just had my puppy neutered and that would be such a feat to pull off like secretly like especially when you have your period (laughs) (laughs) I anyway there's like a lot of wild stuff that she updated uh, the story with well do you guys think that she knew I mean I mean, she seemed so open with the documentary team and was answering so many questions. It seemingly didn't seem to really dodge any bullets. You know what I mean? Do you think uh, she was really, truly shocked at how that, uh, particularly that one episode that was like so uh, implying she killed her husband came off? Or do you think she was really anticipating that and was like, this is just how it normally is? I mean, there's no way that she thought they were doing, like she was quoted saying that Netflix approached her saying that they were doing like a blackfish, but for tigers. And there's no universe that she thought that because they covered so much ground and she was so willing to share so much information I do believe I I will give her that I'm sure you watch a documentary and there's no universe that she thought she was going to come off looking you know bad like I'm sure she thought like I got to tell my version of the story and that's the narrative that I'm spinning but she's she's I mean like she's a PR queen like this woman could teach a master class in PR for sure so now she's doing what she always does she's she's reframing the narrative you know she's rewriting it I just have to say, like, all the men that were accusing her – let's just, like, run through one by one of all the people that are accusing her and stirring up her, like, murder story. Like, Jeff Lowe, fucking orgies with all these women in Vegas putting tigers in suitcases. (laughs) Has to pick his nanny based on how hot she is. Yeah. (laughs) While his wife is pregnant, clearly going to fuck that nanny as well. uh, Doc Antle trapping women in, like – barns with no running water telling them they have to fuck their way to the top (laughs) fully a cult leader joe exotic obviously a lot of problems tried to kill her is in prison rick kirkham that producer guy maybe the most like reliable source also didn't back up any of his footage that he had next to a an alligator cage (laughs) and uh, i don't trust him for one second you're a producer you're not backing up your reality show footage okay um joe's ex he was a meth head like i i just there's no i'm looking at all these guys going i think i believe carol more than any of them just on the meth and crack cocaine usage alone don't you think that's amazing i don't know if i believe her i feel like she just i feel like she does the exact same thing as the men does and, and i think she does it she just does it better like i think she also is lying and manipulative i mean they show that they show that like her 
quote unquote sanctuary is like practically identical to all the other zoos. She just like has found a way to make it work and to like right. spin the story. I, she's I and not pay her. people who are. I mean, it's it's easy. It's like <laughs> and these it. are blatant cults. Like with Doc Antle having his like harem of wives and he's changing their names and making them have blow uh, blow jobs, boob jobs, but. She has hundreds of people who are like, I am a blue shirt. It's taken two years to become a blue shirt. (laughs) I work on Christmas Day. And it's like, girl, this looks like a fucking cult too, okay? What is it about tigers that's so intoxicating to people? That's amazing. Somebody tweeted that like Carol Baskin is basically using the UCB model. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, that is, I'm shook. And and it's true. I mean, it's like truly like hierarchical craziness. But she does it all while wearing adorable tiger print uh, ballet flats. <laughs> yeah. And what that's is, true. let's talk about this flower crown. I like yeah. really want to talk about the flower crown because it's, is oh it, my God. is it, does she, what's the deal here? Is it silly? Is it pretty? No way. Does she love it? Carol used to be hot. Like, uh, yeah, she, Carol yeah. used to be so, so hot. Like there's no denying the fact that like a young Carol Baskin is like truly a model. And I think she just like, hasn't realized that like you can't wear flower crowns past the age of like 21 maybe an exception if you're getting married in 2003 but otherwise like (laughs) you can't do it but she still does it and she's made I fucking love her she looks amazing in her outfits you guys she's a style icon I kind of wish that she would step it up and do real flowers those look like fake flowers and she's a multi-millionaire from what I gather so like she can afford some fresh Lisa Vanderpump type flower crowns don't you think have one of your interns make them yeah it looks like it's from Claire Taylor Cox, you told me that you're on a text chain about this whole Britney Spears situation. Do you want to summarize the Britney situation and tell me like what the consensus about whether Carol was or was not hanging out with Britney Spears? Oh my God, I would love to. (laughs) Uh, Just to paint the scene, we are at the 2001 VMAs and Doc Antle is on stage in a cage with a tiger. Who's in that cage with him? Britney Spears, about to emerge from the cage to perform the iconic I'm a Slave for You. Uh, with the snake who I'm pretty sure is named Banana. Uh, yep. Th- this, when, when this was sent to me, like, this was the greatest gift, uh, mainly because, like, wow, what a, like, what a scoop. But also, Brittany has emerged as, like, the full leader of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> and her just adding to her relevance by also being connected to this insane pervasive series is just like I I fucking love Brit Brit I went to see her in Vegas Uh, I think I went through puberty again while watching her sing lucky (laughs) it was like truly the best show that I've ever seen in my life uh then she surprises us by coming out and like becoming this like symbol for socialism by calling for like wealth distribution (laughs) and like unity what what did she not what else did she say oh I think she called for a yoga pose a day for like the good of the nation yes she is (laughs) Venmoing people money. She is truly just Venmoing people money for goods. Like she is, I'm, nothing makes me happier than this. I think, you know, if we would be uh, mistaken, if not to call Brit Brit another feminist icon in in all of this, she's been through so much and she is just like still such a positive energy in all of our lives. So do we think that Carol, so there's a discrepancy about whether Carol was sitting next to Brit. Oh my God, yes. 
the le- so she the year she did the leather all leather look I think Michael Jackson was involved in that performance too 2002 VMAs if I'm not mistaken Correct. there's a woman sitting next to her that looks just like Carol that's wearing all tiger print of and course are the odds it's so spooky right it looks just like her and she's in full tiger print yeah I choose and, to believe it's her even though it's and Lindsay has a middle Lee. part what do we think. And look, this is for fun. Nobody sue us once again. Nobody sue us. <laughs> what do we think? Pitching on a on a false narrative that was presented by the Netflix documentary Nobody Sue Us happened to Don. Like, do you think he was fed to a tiger? Do you think he disappeared in Costa Rica? Do you think he crashed in a plane? Like, what's the most likely, with all the information we have, including Carol's info, what are we speculating happened? <laughs> Real quick to the nobody sue us of it all. It was was it not so apparent that all of the journalists and documentarians taught all of the uh, subjects to end all of their sentence with "in my opinion" so that yeah. they. Were <laughs> yeah. So that being said, in my opinion, I think it's. I think she cl- like. I think it was pretty clear that she did it. The only evidence that I would have against her doing it, like, is the fact that her husband was clearly also psychotic and his affinity for buying airplanes with cash yes. is like kind of like I, I, he's the guy was also, you know, he was no, Not, he was no bad prince. news. Yeah, I would he agree. Fucking circled three times a woman walking on the street and said, get in my car. I need someone to talk to. You can hold, hold a gun, gun on me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. literally how they met. She yeah. was 20 years. Yeah, I think, like, I think that that's a really important part of it, because this so is right. obviously like a couple that is dealing is obvious. <laughs> they have a house, a whole estate full of tigers and guns. <laughs> And they're not getting along. There's evidence that they're just, like, not getting along. They're growing apart. They're in this, like, crazy home. I I think she did it. I doubt it was super premeditated. And she really sealed the deal for me when later in the documentary when Joe Exotic's foot gets oh my attacked gosh. by one yes. of the tigers. And she's like... <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? Put sardine oil all over him? I guess that would make a tiger eat you. And it's like, oh, oh my God. Carol, it shut was the like, fuck if up. If you really wanted to do it, here's exactly how I did yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Because at first, when they were pitching it, I was like, this seems like so absurd. And I don't yeah. believe she put him in a meat grinder. Right. And she's like kind of laughing at this stuff. And I was like, yeah, how crazy. This is just, it's, it's more interesting to believe it. But there's no way it's true. And then she's said the sardine oil thing and I turned to Tony and I was like oh she did. <laughs> that <laughs> so was her casual. very like OJ if I did it moment yeah <laughs> that's so um, amazing so the thing, so I will say just to be, you know, to to present all theories, she did follow up after the documentary and said uh, that her husband owed money to the Costa Rican mafia and she was <laughs> like, which is why I changed his will to if he disappeared oh basically. wait so she admitted so i will be honest i got confused in that part i thought he he did his will because i didn't think other people could tamper with somebody else's will even though i don't know why i would ever well, she question. did it all sneaky she right. like the his former secretary was like she broke into the office and stole it and then came back with a new one okay, right that secretary allegedly stole six hundred thousand dollars from them oh <laughs> This is what I'm saying. It's like we have no good information you know anywhere. I, you know what I will say about it, though? It's like looking at it big picture, like it, it, I, 
both I think that she did do it I do with the information I have which is not all of it I'm just like my gut says that she did it but what I don't like is I'm walking away from this whole documentary being like oh well Carol is I have most beef with Carol I think she's a murderer I think she's a hypocrite and somehow the hitman who was hired to go kill her is very likable yes <laughs> they the, like, like that's when I have to go oh this doc wasn't made in the most honest way because no. the actual professional hitman they make him so cute and likable and he's a professional killer who is not in jail there's like that scene where he takes like a bubble bath and he's like all cute and he's like I didn't do it I just partied and you're like oh this guy's cute I mean it's and then a little basket and you're like what a murderer and you're like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute like the, how am I what are they doing to make me feel this way I mean it's also just a little bit like Hillary Clinton syndrome right like it's like Carol is this like a businesswoman entrepreneur yes. but she's like kind of annoying like and there's no arguing that she's not just like a little bit unlikable and then there's and let's be clear I obviously voted for hell uh, but then yeah. and then you have Joe who like also they clearly give him the upper hand by opening the documentary talking about you know how he his dad made him shake his hand and say when he came out and say like I promise I will not attend your funeral and then drove off a cliff which I feel like I having that in your head and then going into the documentary makes you be like oh god now I'm rooting for this guy no matter yes. what so you're so you're so right there was some journalism that played a role but what also Joe is just delightful there's a reason he convinced two straight men to marry him yes yeah, exactly. he's so charismatic yes. he's so funny and like I think these people are a, a common the common denomin- denominator amongst all of these big cat people is these big egos and this like addiction yes. to power mm-hmm. and they're so good at controlling other people mm-hmm. and if you think about too there it must be obviously something super intoxicating about tigers and this like so uh, this huge otherworldliness when you're in like a small town with not a lot to do and then that all of a sudden sense. there's yeah. this guy who is making music videos he's serenading you he's walking tigers like there's something that's so enchanting about that it's that fearlessness. I think it's, like, it's 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 easier to imagine falling into that if you're in that town and you're like this is cool I guess right a hundred percent. It's it's just utter fearlessness. It's truly like watching these people. Like you have to have an element. You have to have some type of missing link to be like, yes, I personally think I can take care of these deadly animals in my backyard. And mm-hmm. like that person alone, like I want to meet them. Like I want to. Yeah. I want to. Like I have trouble standing up and on stage and saying like three lines like without getting terrified. Let alone creating an empire surrounding like illegal good slash creatures <laughs> yeah um I, I i i didn't understand why everyone was so addicted to being around these cats because the i mean obviously the first thing i'm gonna think is like this thing is gonna rip my face off it's not it's not worth it's like a risk oh, reward situation but the point that you made taylor m about the small townness of it all i i think that's something that I didn't consider and it's like it must seem so cool and exciting a hundred percent by the way I have friends who have been to both Big Cat Rescue and Doc Antle's Myrtle Beach Beach no shut the fuck up one of my friends in Florida I was literally and one of them do you guys know Joanna Qureshi she's amazing she's a TV writer Uh, and she had not watched Tiger King and I was trying to explain it to her and she was like wait is one of those places Big Cat Rescue and I was like yes (laughs) and she's from Florida and she's like we used to go there all the time growing up and I 
I was like, what? Wow. And like, she'll be the first to tell you about it. She's like, yeah. I mean, back then we weren't thinking about it as like animal cruelty. We were like, cool, there's tigers. I live yes. in fucking Florida. I'm going to go hang out with the tigers now. I uh, mean, there's definitely a picture of me as like a teenager pet with my hand on a baby lion at the MGM like hotel in Las Vegas. Yes. Like wow. that is a thing that we used to do. For just sure. Like we used to do SeaWorld for sure. Oh, yeah. You know? I wanted to be one of the uh, people who ran shows at SeaWorld until <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I was like 12. Oh my God, I can totally see you. And then that. I found out you had to be a scientist, and I was like, oh no. Like, no, I want to be the Vanna White of Whales. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just want to do the show part. No? That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> How do we think um, the women generally were portrayed in this? docu-series I think it's so interesting like even Carol aside how every single woman was portrayed compared to the men well we need to talk about uh the she has a cool name it's not Sapphire is it oh Saf Saf Saf. so Saf is actually um trans and prefers to be called he just well there you go I read in an article also though unsung hero completely dude he had his left arm ripped off by a tiger and maintained a more positive attitude than I've ever had doing anything in my entire (laughs) life I literally once like what was it is I think I once like scorched my left arm with like a uh I say scorched lightly burnt my left arm with a (laughs) curling iron and wept for more months than that guy did with having his entire arm eaten off by a tiger does he remind you of like this Tony and I were watching it and we're just like absolutely blown away by like and yeah I was back at work five days later it reminds me of so many people you see on TV who uh, survive shark attacks yes and then they're like it's fine I forgive the shark and I'm back out in the beautiful ocean and you (laughs) rarely see the person that's like I fucking hate sharks one bit me and now I am mad I would kill it if I had the chance and I don't have my arm now and I don't have my arm anymore like like he's not just he's like uh, yeah I just like went back to work you know I didn't want people to be mad it's like you you what that's Crazy. Staff also said, like, oh, it was my bad. I broke po- protocol and I stuck my arm in there and I didn't use the stick that was suppo- that was like per our regulations oh to like feed God. them. And th- it's the same way with like people who get eaten by sharks. They're like, oh, uh, sharks don't actually, they don't want to attack us. And I went to surf camp as a kid and I like will not go surfing anymore because I'm so afraid of accidentally losing a limb to a shark. And I don't understand that mindset at all. Zero. Absolutely zero. <laughs> yeah. He was like truly raking with one arm like two days later being like that's cool I'm back at it like I can't yeah it's It's again all these people are so fascinating everyone in their own right I would watch a docuseries just on him yeah Yeah. this is very true what is 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 Carol this question though that you asked which is a good one is making me think back so Carol really is the only female player kind of in the story yeah I just thought it was interesting that like Oh, th- these women in the like sexy leather tops with the big boobs and oh, right. just all all of Doc Antle's oh, like yeah. little disciples and then um oh, just the go ahead no the I was just gonna say the woman who uh Doc Antle's the woman who escaped Doc Antle's cult yes. essentially yeah. I was incredibly fascinated by her and everything she had to say she was yes. like the only person who seemed to have like an I've escaped this head on their shoulders it was a little bit like watching going clear and getting like a couple of those like defected Scientologists talking about like their experience and she I thought she was amazing I think she carried half of his story I mean and I don't think she was portrayed negatively either because I think she 
was like aware of what happened to her and was like kind of just discussing the trauma and abuse of her. Yeah. You know, and she, young and he, I felt I related to her cause I felt like she was like, listen, I was like 18 or 19 yeah. and I read about this like beautiful place where you can go and like raise tigers. And her dad totally. dropped her off. Yeah. Her dad. Where is everyone? So like, why would you not? I feel like it could have happened to so many people. And, and, and then she was like, and suddenly all of this shitty stuff started to happen and you're kind of just, in it and You're it took 18. a while for me to get out of it but a hundred percent crazy dude at I 18 just, I like, told my parents I wasn't going to college then that I was going to Africa to save people and, and my parents were like hey now name one place in Africa and you can go and I was like <laughs> you know what <laughs> like <laughs> like I would have totally like, like I could have ended up in this camp like you're like I'm a vegan now I'm going to play with tigers like <laughs> it's like you you create this like vision for yourself at like how your adulthood's gonna go and hers just happened to like go totally awry Hmm. When I was 18, I told my mom I wanted to go be on the show about the Playboy Bunnies, Girls Next Door. And I was like, yeah, you don't even have to sleep with Hugh Hefner that much. It's way easier than college. And my mom was just like, what went wrong here? You don't have to sleep with him that, that much. much mom. <laughs> um, Amazing yeah. argument. Amazing argument. I just think like all of the women on the show were completely submissive, almost to the point of slavery to every single man on the show, mm -hmm. except for Carol. And Carol was like this bitch murderess that they all fucking hated. And I was just like, wow. Uh, being any sort of successful woman is going to really put a target on your back. It's in true. This situation. But that's why, but that's honestly why I wanted to talk about her and think that she's like kind of amazing because she's had like actual targets on her back to murder her. And yet she has managed to come out on top of all of them. Like she was in people magazine for the rumors about her murdering her husband and feeding it to a tiger. And it did nothing. Like it did yeah. nothing to her career. Like she has overcome all of this adversity time and time again. Like, she also seems insanely calm. Yeah, yeah, she seems pretty untouchable, very unflappable. Yes. It's it's and I think that that is also it could kind of make it seem kind of make her seem spooky. I'll say it. Yes, <laughs> like she's of course so, it does. She seems like so uh open and willing to talk to anyone about this like the 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 news coverage of the year that her husband did go missing. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like she is just perfectly fine walking around the tiger like zoo and talking to the anchor about like missing her husband. I'm Truly, like, I Even hate if to I say didn't it, but kill my husband. I don't think I would be able to do that. Totally. I, do, I don't think I'd be able, I think I'd be so just like freaked out by the whole thing. But she's just, like, so calm and, like, bummed out. She's like, it's just a bummer that he's gone, you know? And everybody thinks I'm a murderer. It's like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Not at all. It truly, had she shed one tear, I would have, like, had more sympathy for her. And I know that's horrible. <laughs> but I was just like, cry. Your husband's dead. Cry. Like, there's got to be something in there. And, like, of course, mm -hmm. this is coming from a person who cries daily, even when we're not in quarantine for a global pandemic. <laughs> but, like, I was just like, you know, if you're trying to be relatable and when us over like you seem like you have pretty good control over your emotions like give us a tear what I will say too because I I find that now I'm shitting on her a lot and I do think she's great in her defense I think that it's easy to get lost when you're done finishing the doc to it's easy to forget that it seems as though she'd been really advocating in a very like professional and often legal way to shut down unethical uh tiger zoos like Joe's 
and wasn't doing this sort of mudslinging, like public take it to Facebook, take it to Twitter and say horrible things about Joe Exotic until he started doing it. Right. It was like she was going to Washington and trying to shut him down. And he was like, well, I'm going to upload a video of me shooting a mannequin that looks like you. (laughs) And then she's like, what? That fucking sucks, dude. And so I think like. It seems like by the end of it, they're just fighting so much fire with fire. And you're like, oh, all of these people are crazy. But I do think she started and is doing a lot of really good things. And he really dragged her into it. And then she was like, all right, I will fucking destroy you. Yeah. One thing that didn't get as much coverage in the doc that I, I understand why they didn't do it. Because even the one episode where you saw him pull that cub away from the tiger, it was like so sad. But mm-hmm. the documentarians basically said that like the way these animals were treated when they were around was so brutal. And like cub petting is like horrendous. And the animals end up getting like mange and all this stuff. And oh. so I do think what Carol's doing, even though she used to breed tigers, at first I was like what's the difference between her and Joe it does seem like the fact that she's not choosing to breed tigers on purpose and is just taking abused animals in instead of killing them like Doc Antle is yeah is is for the greater huge difference I I had a tough time realizing that or like seeing the difference too but it's like if you're not breeding and you're also not destroying them and murdering them like it makes it makes she's like dealing with cats that are already here that are already used to being in confinement Uh, but yeah, so it's, and it's, it's crazy too how when you first, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but seeing some of the cubs in the very beginning, I'm like, oh, they're so cute. And then your whole attitude completely flips and you're like, oh no, this is fucking awful. After episode three, I was like, I think I'm getting the wrong thing out of this. Like all I cared about was that I like went to Vegas a few weeks ago with my coworkers and like, we could have pet a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, this is not correct. One thing I will say that um, totally changed my perspective from this uh, doc, and especially from those Britney Spears pictures, is one of my favorite parts of working on a TV show is when there's an animal in an episode and the animal trainer comes and you get to look at all the different like options they have for whatever part you've written into the script. And then the animal <gasps> inevitably on the day like never actually does what the trainer promised <laughs> it to it's so fucking funny. One of, um, can I tell you a quick story? One yes. of my one of my episodes of Single Parents this year, we had a possum on set, uh, <gasps> and there were three possums, and then of course two like delightful possum trainers. And the <laughs> po- there was they were like one of our possums is our prize possum because we can get him to hiss. And we were like, okay, I don't know if he's an actor as much as just like an agitated animal, but like <laughs> it's but like we're excited to have him because like we kind of do need an animal to hiss and then of course they like bring him out and he's not hissing like he's not doing anything and it's like watching these animal trainers being like don't fucking blow this for me like we need you to hiss Henrietta like it's like (laughs) it was it was kind of it it was insane at a certain point like our director was like okay we're gonna be done we can do things in you know we can do things in post yeah you get this like false sense of security because you're like oh this person's an expert in this tiger or whatever this bear this possum has been trained to be in television so it's fine and this is different than if they're just at a zoo or whatever and now we've seen like it's really not different no <laughs> like, it's certainly it's, not yeah we so, had uh sorry to interrupt we no, had this reminds me of 
for pillow talking uh, years ago, they used the same wolves that are used in Game of Thrones. <gasps> no way. And there was a very, there's very few people on set, but they were like, listen, we need you all to come out and like line up in a row and sit down in a chair. And then we're going to walk the wolves in and the wolves have to fucking <gasps> circle you guys and look at every one of you in the eyes. Oh so my like God. the wolf trainers came in and they have them on like a big metal and there's two of them like on a big fucking metal <laughs> leash. And they're like, you have to sit, you have to stay calm and like, the wolf needs to know every single person who's in the room or they'll freak out. Oh so my they have what? to fucking come in and they circle th- and they're fucking gigantic. It was so terrifying. They bring them. These are the wolves that play <laughs> dire wolves on Game of Thrones. Like huge <laughs> fucking animals. They circle them all around and then they're like, okay, great. So anybody who is like non-essential crew needs to <laughs> go like stay here in this room and then uh, everybody else who's shooting can like come into the set. Oh my So they God. bring like uh, the director and like th- just like two or three other people into the set and they're shooting the stuff with the wolves one fucking pa who did not get the memo yeah cracked open the door to the set (gasps) to like just peek and see like offer someone lunch or some shit and the wolf the both of the wolves fucking see the door move like a half an inch and immediately go into like full-on attack mode everybody's like yelling at the pa and like luckily nothing happened but it was so insane to think of like they they're setting that bar because these are fucking wild animals. Like this was yeah. not them being like overly cautious of like, okay, everybody he needs to know because that wolf didn't know that that's other person. It was going to fucking eat him. That that's is wild. Yeah. Insane. And I was going to make a joke like, oh, and then some PA like comes in to bring some of their coffee and like just didn't know. <laughs> True. And that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> but it was like the people in the room didn't even notice on set. Like it was so such a small movement that no one even really knew what was going on at first. But then the trainers were like, saw where the wolf was looking, saw that it was a door, and they're like, if someone's behind that door, fucking close it right now. Let and me the tell you like, also, the door. The, as someone who has fully walked through the background of a shop by mistake many times, totally, uh, I would, I, I always wonder, like, why isn't there one? person whose job it is to stand here and hold the door closed you know like just do that if there's wolves on set that to protect yeah. everybody you're so right yep. that poor pa was like i went to fucking film school i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> um well i think that's a terrific note to end on is there any <laughs> final words you would like to say about the wonderful carol baskin feminist icon of tiger king honestly i just feel like you know we could all stand to be a little bit more like carol you know what i mean like she's yes. resilient, she's hardworking, she's an entrepreneur, businesswoman of a successful, like head of a successful business, and she's just resilient as hell. And I just think because of that, she's just you know she's an aspirational feminist. I love her. Yeah, <laughs> don't take any shit, just like Carol Baskin. Exactly. I mean, look, she's had her things. She may have killed her husband. It's Carol Baskin energy we're going for, not Carol Baskin actions yes i agree yeah um, yeah do as she says not as she does exactly but always keep sardine oil on hand just in case, in case you need to murder and feed someone to a tiger <laughs> um all right taylor well thank you so much this was amazing thank you um, guys where can people find you on the internet uh, sure. I am on Twitter at I'm Taylor Cox and I'm on Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. And uh, yeah, you can find me on my podcast, Hills I Die On. Uh, and uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you Thank so you. much. Yay. All right. Goodbye, cool cats and kittens. <laughs>